Welcome to At the Intersection with Boulevard Presbyterian Church. I'm Jeff Schneider, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Psalms. Uh, to help me do that, I have the pleasure of having on the line uh, this morning three uh, other people, uh, Beth Nielsen, Michelle Burgess, and Louis Munoz. Thanks, guys, for being on this call. Yep, no problem. Happy to be here. Yeah, so uh, Beth is uh, the Beth, Michelle, and Louie. We all work together. We're all on staff at Boulevard. Beth is our director of worship and music. Michelle is our director of ministries, and Louie is uh, a pastoral resident at Boulevard. So thanks for joining us, guys. So our our sermon series right now are working through some psalms. Uh, it's something we've done before. I think a lot of churches do kind of summer psalms. Um, and if you're not familiar with the Psalms, it's this collection of 150 prayers or poems or songs uh, in Scripture, in the Old Testament part of Scripture. And basically, this collection has, from one generation to another, been like a songbook for God's people. Um, churches in ancient Israel associated with like when they would go to the temple, there were certain Psalms they would use. And there's just generation upon generation, God's people finding in these songs, in these poems, a voice for their prayers and just for whatever they need in life. So um, I think one thing about Psalms is often these are really personal. Like um, if you ask people, what's your favorite scripture? I think often people will think about Psalm 23 or some, some poem in the Psalms or some moment in the Psalms. And because the Psalms can connect with us personally, I thought it'd be fun um, and interesting and good to have, have us four just talk a little about that. Um, so, um, so I have one question basically for each of you guys, and that is what is your favorite Psalm and why? That's kind of two questions, but uh, I use the word and, so it's one. Um, so let's start, let's start with you, Beth. Um, tell us, tell us about your favorite psalm. Yes, hello. Uh, thanks for having me, Jeff. I am happy here. to be here. Um, this is my first podcast appearance. Um, <laughs> so welcome. It's like my fourth. Um, oh, great, great. So, so much experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you asked me this, I immediately thought of Psalm 18. Um, there are two parts to it. I, I, I really like part one. Um, I have loved this Psalm since I was a teenager. I was, um, I was kind of known in my family as kind of a sullen and moody and somewhat dramatic teenager. <laughs> and, um, and I, I spent a lot of time reading the Bible as a teenager. And, um, and this psalm has always just really um, really meant a lot to me. Um, it's full of vivid vivid imagery. And I will read a little bit of that now. I called upon the Lord 
in my distress and cried out to my God for help. He heard my voice from his heavenly dwelling. My cry of anguish came to his ears. The earth reeled and rocked. The roots of the mountains shook. They reeled because of his anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils and a consuming fire out of his mouth. Hot burning coals blazed forth from him. He parted the heavens and came down with a storm cloud under his feet. He mounted on cherubim and flew. He swooped on the wings of the wind. He wrapped darkness he wrapped darkness about him he made dark waters and thick clouds his pavilion from the brightness of his presence through the clouds burst hailstones and coals of fire so what i really love about this is um I'm a, I'm a deep feeler and a deep thinker and I truly commune and feel closest to God when I am in the pit mm. and, um, I, I, uh, this just really speaks to my heart when I am at, when I am at my lowest and I can see in my mind, uh, God as this fantastic, powerful, majestic savior who swoops in on the angel's wings and rescues me from my deep place. And Um, this psalm is just just as applicable uh, today as it was when I was a sullen teenager. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a deep valley kind of time for me and for and for lots of people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love to think of God as this savior who's going to swoop in and save us with this this burning fire and hailstones and mm-hmm. uh just just by speaking the word he can change things and it just reminds me that 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 I don't have to be strong and I don't have to be powerful because he is the most powerful when I am the weakest, when I'm down in the pit, that's when he is working the most. So Mm -hmm. um, the last verse of that first section there, verse 20 says, he brought me, he brought me out into an open place he rescued me because he delighted in me. And um, it brings so much comfort and so much joy to realize that he's this powerful 
and it's just because he likes me. I mean, <laughs> that's, mm. that's crazy. He, right. he does all this for me because he loves me and, and because I bring him pleasure. I don't know how, how that's possible, but, uh, that's what he says. And I'm, I'm, I feel like we're all just a little desperate to be rescued these days. Mm. And so it just really, it's really meaningful to me today as well. Thank you, Beth. Um, yeah, that's great. The Psalm has been such a friend to you since your teenage years. Um, and <laughs> I love picturing personally like teenage Beth uh, brooding and emotional. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Philosophical. There's, there's lots of poetry that no one should ever hear. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, as you were reading the Psalm too, I um, some of that language like smoke coming out of nostrils, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. devouring fire of the mouth. I actually thought, I mean, it, I, I pictured an emotional teenager. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, God, it's describing God there. And he's, he's not an emotional teenager, right? He's, he's not like reeling out of control, but like his emotions are, can go to that level and mm-hmm. beyond. Um, yeah, so that, that's cool. Um, so I have to ask you, Beth. Um, so this, this psalm, it says, to the choir master. Mm-hmm. Um, it's meant to be sung. You're, we don't have a choir master at Boulevard. Oh. Uh, you're probably as close <laughs> to what we have. Oh, yeah. um, so I, have you have you ever like put this song to music? Um, oh, or heard, no, heard I have renditions not. Of it? No, I have not. I have. Um, no, I haven't. I have. Uh, I have a couple songs that have these kinds of deep in the pit feelings about them. Um, not all of them should see the light of day, just like the poems, but um, I haven't, I haven't ever done that, but I, I should think about that. That would be fun uh, to sing about uh, smoke coming out of God's nostrils. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes. Beth, I loved the part about, you know, God just coming in just with fire. And mm-hmm. I mean, the mm-hmm. imagery is so powerful um, of having a savior mm-hmm. and having someone um, who's passionately saving us, mm-hmm. right? Not just, okay, well, yeah. I guess I'll help you, but someone with passion and heat. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's, it's really, it's scary, but it's beautiful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's comforting at the same time. So I, I, I personally love so the right. song as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for yeah. this. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And you, I don't think I've ever heard this put to music. I'm sure someone has, but it mm-hmm. often, these kinds of Psalms, um, you know, with the, the smoke coming out of God's nostrils yeah. kind of Psalms often yeah. don't end up in the hymnody of, of churches. Um, yeah. Which is unfortunate. I I feel like it would be hard to put the word nostril to music, but I mean, <laughs> maybe I should give it a try. Yeah, it would. Uh, it would have to be a special type of music. Um, okay, thank you, Beth. Um, so yeah, let's go to let's go to Louis. Um, Louis, what is your favorite song? Um, 
I would have to say it's uh, the psalm that I had the privilege of opening uh, the sermon series with in Psalm 46. Mm-hmm. Um, but a close second, um, a good friend of, of, of all of ours um, and um, someone that uh, served on staff with us at Boulevard um, really brought out the, the truths um, of Psalm 45 in a sermon he preached at Boulevard um, about the... Um, the unconventional looking to the the bridegroom as opposed to the bride on the wedding day and looking at, looking at Jesus. Um, And I just wanted to throw that out there for anyone listening um, uh, to encourage them to go check out that sermon by Demiron um, on our website. But Psalm 46 um, has, well, I like, I like how you already have broken the rules, Louis and mentioned two (laughs) Psalms. I know. (laughs) But continue, please. I love it. Um, but Psalm 46 for me, I think it's um, it's another one of those songs um, uh, from the Sons of Korah. Um, and I think it, it serves two purposes for me. I, I fell in love with this psalm um, um, from a young age as well. Um, and it was through a preaching of, a, of one of my first pastors. Uh, and speaking on, he he preached just a sermon on the title to the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song, um, especially looking at that word Alamoth um, and showing it as the musical or liturgical term, um, a song to be sung loudly um, at high intervals. Um, and for myself, um, Boulevard can attest to this. Um, I have more of a a higher pitch range uh, for for a man. (laughs) And sometimes, uh, sometimes in my singing, especially as as a kid, it was very uh, self-conscious. Didn't want to sing in front of people because I thought, you know, I sounded a certain way or I, I never thought my voice would be, you know, one to be used to like lead people in worship. Um, And hearing that in a psalm like 46 is meant to be sung that way like it it brought this kind of like um reassurance of you know just um that god indeed has given me um a heart to sing and praise him uh so go do that young man <laughs> but mm-hmm. on a on a spiritual level um i think what i i love about psalm 46 is um it serves as kind of an incomplete song um like in the hebrew poetry uh where there's supposed to be uh four four lines uh and three stanzas uh in each uh four lines in each stanza um the first one only has three lines of uh of text and it misses the refrain um so you can easily put the refrain of the lord of hosts is with us the god of jacob is our fortress in between three and four. Um, But I like that the psalmist doesn't do that in 46 because so often, especially in the beginning of our trials, we don't do that. Um, Mm. We forget the Lord of hosts is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress. So I look uh, periodically to Psalm 46 um, and just be, I'm I'm constantly reminded of that refrain um, and it has like this two-edged sword, right? That Louis remember these things, but also when I forget it, 
realize I'm in a host of other people that have forgotten these as well, um, including the psalmist. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Louis. Yeah, Psalm 46. I mean, I think so many of us love this one. It's yeah. uh, I several times I've been asked, like visiting someone at a hospital bed, um, and I ask them, is there something you want me to read for you? Um, many times the psalm is one that's been quoted, like that's been asked for, um, you know, just when it, it seems like everything is falling apart. Um, you know, when even the landscape of the world we come to count on seems to be shifting, um, to know, to know who is God. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. Thanks, Louis. Well, you, you also are a musician. I mean, actually this goes for all you guys on this call. So I'm prepared for this question. Have you, have you sung this Louis? Um, you know, I never, I never have. Um, but I think it's in relation to like Psalm 18 and which you don't hear a lot of songs, uh, written Psalm 46, you hear a lot. <laughs> um so it's God kinda... is our refuge and God is our strength <laughs> and ever present help in trouble. Wow. You're welcome. Thank yep. you, Beth. Um You're welcome. Yeah. That was great. I uh that sound I felt a youth camp vibe going on there. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. So for that, like I it just seems like um like there's just some so many good faithful Psalm 46 songs um, where I think uh, I look at that and say, Hey, let's, let's write the Psalms on like with Beth, like on Psalm 18, you know, or those other ones. Um, but to answer your question, no, Jeff, I have not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Um, all right. Um, so Michelle, um, you're yes. next, and yeah, let us know what it, what is your what is Michelle's favorite psalm. Well, I have several, but I will not break the rules like <laughs> we did. <laughs> just oh, kidding, great. brother. Just kidding. Um, wow, I do. I love the psalms. I, how how much do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Psalm mm. is man. It was the first um, go-to um, in the Bible when I was first uh, saved at a young age of 19. Mm. Um, so the Psalms are passionate. They're full of energy. They're so real. Um, so grateful that God, you know, those are included in, in, in the word of God. So my favorite is um, Psalm 121. Oh, yeah. And um, it is a psalm of ascent um, as Jerusalem uh, was built on top of a hill. And mm -hmm. then, um, and just a little biblical, um, geographical uh, lesson. And then there were cities sur surrounding Jerusalem. And so whenever the priests or anyone would go up to Jerusalem, sometimes there would be um, these songs sung um, as they climb the hill up to the city. So um, I will lift my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. So the way that I 
read the word of God and 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 just um, for all our listeners, let me point out Michelle did that from memory. He was, we're on a Zoom call so we can see each other. And uh, she was looking up to the hills as she said that. Ooh, yes. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And so I have adopted this particular song um, for my life. And it particularly had deep meaning for me when I was um, in the season of carrying all my children. Um, so it is very deeply personal um, as I did not know that I would have as many complications carrying children. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so the way that I do, the, the way that I read the word of God, the way that I apply it to my life is that I insert myself into the scripture. Um, so I would say, um, Michelle will look into the hills from which comes her help. Her help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And uh, the problem that I had with carrying children um, was that I could not carry. And um, it was a, a hard thing to find out, but it was something that you had to be actually carrying the child physically in order to find out that your body could not sustain the weight of a child and um, thus preterm labor. Mm -hmm. And so I would insert uh, the, myself in this scripture. Uh, the next scripture is, the next uh, stanza is, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved I would say he will not allow my child to, you know, to move um, or to move out. He that keeps my son, my daughter will not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Michelle, God will not slumber nor sleep. Um, the Lord is Michelle's keeper and the Lord is Michelle's shade upon her right hand. Mm. The sun shall not smite Michelle by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve Michelle and her baby. He shall keep my child's life. Hallelujah. The Lord shall preserve my going out wherever I'm going and my coming back into the house from this time forth and even forevermore. And I just would pray the scriptures literally. And Psalms 121 um, was so personal to me because I felt like I had a long journey to climb to nine months to incubating a baby. It was such a long journey. Like I was like crossing the days off on a calendar, literally with a red mm -hmm. pen. And so I would pray the word of God and, and the Bible is very explicit when it says that the word of God is spirit and spirit is life. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when I prayed that word, I was praying life over my body and my baby and now I have three children. I have one in heaven and I'm wanting to see her. Glad when that time comes. But I have three children now. And when doctors thought that it was impossible mm -hmm. and just praying the word of God can keep you. Mm -hmm. Well, what a story. Thank you for sharing that, Michelle. You're welcome, Pastor Jay. And I, I, love, um, I love that practice you talked about of line by line inserting yourself into it. Yes. You know, really making it your own. Yes. Yeah, what a, what a great practice for all the Psalms. Um, yes. Yeah. And also just uh, as, you, like, as you can recite it from memory, you know, that, that's another thing, just with the way that God's made us. Like, mm. you know, probably some of us could memorize a genealogy uh, from scripture or an historical account. Uh, sure, yeah. But, <laughs> I, I, I would have a hard time doing that. Um, but Psalms, you know, like poems, there's the repetition, the visual imagery, just the way it, it brings to imagination. Like it's a lot easier.
to memorize and kind of hide those things in your heart. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. You're so on point. Thy word have I hidden in my heart mm -hmm. that I might not sin against you. And uh, well, I yeah. fall every day. For example. But, <laughs> but, uh, the word's yeah. still there. But yeah. Still. <laughs> so I just, you know, I'm, I want to teach this practice to my children too, um, as they memorize so many things as children. I'm like, but, you know, memorizing God's word and applying it to your heart has value for life. So. Yeah. And of course, uh, putting it to music also yes. helps us memorize things, right? Like we can all yes. quote uh, lyrics. Um, although my wife gets after me all the time because I misquote them, but I, <laughs> I have something in mind. Um, yeah. So, so I'll ask you also, Michelle, as a musician, have, do, do you sing Psalm 121 or have you? Yes. Absolutely. You're, you're to your own music or, or someone else's? Um, it's someone else's. It's mm -hmm. not, I have not put it to my own, but um, there is a song. Uh, it just goes, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which comes my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. And it just continues to go on. It's mm. a choir song, actually. Beautiful. And um, it's every time I hear it, I'm just taken back in time to, um, you know, being on bed rest with my baby for nine months and just praying the word of God over my child. And now my child is driving me around mm. places. So... <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, so I look at him and I think, yes, Lord, let me just pray this over him now. We're in a different season, but let me just pray God's protection as he is now going into manhood. So mm. thank you for asking questions today. Thank you for having me on. I, I love sharing this story. It is deeply personal. And I thank you so much for allowing me to share it today. Thank you, Michelle. Um, yeah, the, so I also struggled uh, for myself to pick um, one psalm, but uh, the, the first one that came to mind is the one I'll, I'll share about, Psalm 73. Um, so it's the first psalm of book three in the Bible, and I, this, and I actually, I, I can remember the first time I thought about the psalm. So I, I, I came to faith in college, and I was actually in seminary, and was, while I was there, it was, it was a pretty hard time for me in life, maybe emotionally the hardest uh, that I faced so far. Just felt the loneliest and it was just wondering like, Lord, where is all this going? And it was, it was through someone at this group called Indelible Grace. Uh, they've retuned uh, some hymns and they, they've also sung some psalms and particularly some of those like broody psalms like you were talking about, Beth. And and just Psalms that often don't make it in the typical repertoire. And this was one of them. So yeah, Psalm 73, I think of as, um, as a Psalm uh, for a doubter, for someone who's struggling with doubts. And like verse 16, uh, I remember being one that really, that I identified with. It says, so that when I, when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. And the, the psalmist here seems he's really struggling uh, with being envious 
of of the evil of like envious of people who are are living out wicked lives and it seems like just having better life uh than than he is and you know it makes him think like lord this is all in vain why do i follow you um and yeah for me i think it, it was maybe other issues i was struggling with but just feeling like lord is this in vain like what's the point of following you it's it feels wearisome it feels like a wearisome task um and i i feel that um you know that that's a regular struggle for me um you know i think probably every year i have moments when i'm just like oh this feels just following after jesus feels so wearisome um so i i love that the psalm can acknowledge that you know it puts words to that it doesn't it doesn't tell me you know stop Jeff, uh, pretend like, <laughs> pretend like you got it all together or pretend like you never struggle with doubt. Um, pretend like it's all fun and games, you know, following God. Uh, no, it's like, it gives me words to say, Lord, this is, this seems like a wearisome task. Um, and I can't understand it. And then I also love like the hope, uh, that the Psalm gives in the next verse 17, it says, it seemed like a wearisome task until I went into the sanctuary of God and then I discern their end. So it's like until, Lord, I, I just went to you and was in your presence and you gave me the big picture. You know, it goes on like, like one of my favorite lines. Um, um, yeah, he says, you, I am continually, I'm continually with you. You hold my right hand. Um, there's nothing on earth that I desire beside you. You know, which is the exact opposite of the beginning of the psalm, where he's like, I desire all this other stuff, God. You seem wearisome. Like, I want to break up with you and start dating all that other stuff. But that refreshment. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, but yeah. it, it does, the psalm does like a 180. Um, yeah, and I, that's so often what I need to be taken on that 180. Um, yeah, so this is a psalm that's meant a lot to me. And I, and I will say, like, I think one reason it's meant a lot is because I heard it sung and I can remember going on long walks at different points of life. I remember once when I was living in Istanbul, like just really being down, feeling like a failure and feeling like it's also wearisome, uh, walking along the Bosphorus Strait. I mean, which is a pretty awesome place to walk, uh, but even when you're in a beautiful place and feeling down, it almost like reinforces the downness. Um, <laughs> But just walking and, and putting like, and having playing on my, my MP3 player, um, this song over and over and over again. Um, just, yeah, it gave me words uh, for what I was feeling and eventually became, became a place where I could kind of start turning that 180 um, toward God and find refreshment knowing that he holds my right hand. Yeah, so that, that's a psalm uh, that's meant a lot for me also. When, one question I had for you guys, uh, and you, what you were sharing, Michelle, made me think about this. Um, I mean, you've all said stuff that made me think about this, but like when, when you read these Psalms again, when they come up somehow, do, you, do they bring to mind particular like parts of your own story? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's almost as if, um, I am living life parallel sometimes to the psalm. Hmm. I 
absolutely love Psalm 73, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and you, I know you may not believe this, but I was c contemplating, I was contemplating whether or not to even choose Psalm 73, um, because it is the most, in my opinion, one of the most real Psalms mm. in the entire five books. Mm -hmm. I, um, I love that end verse. What is it? Verse 28. I'm sorry. Yes, it's 28. It says, but as for me, it is good to be mm -hmm. near God. <laughs> like, how did he just change? And right? he says, right. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. So it's almost as if the psalmist was re-energized, reconvinced, <laughs> refueled. <laughs> It's almost as if, like you said, he said, oh, I won't break up with you. Okay, I really do love you, and we'll continue the relationship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so applicable to real life. So thank you for right. just sharing that and for your transparency. Oh, my goodness. It's so important for people to know that we are not um, performance based Christians or performance, living life to perform for God. But God wants to hear our good, our bad, and our ugly, all of it. Mm -hmm. That's that's real relationship, right? That's right. real connection. Right. Yeah, and that, that's one thing the Psalms show us, that, that these, that all of this ugly, um, the emotions, the, as Calvin calls it in his commentary in the Psalms, the human infirmities, that, I mean, Calvin says at one point in his opening that they, the Psalms give us permission and freedom to lay before God our infirmities. Like it's just, God really, really mm. wants us, us to be honest. You yes. know, the very, the other Psalm I was thinking about is Psalm 32, where the Psalmist is refusing to confess his sin. And then he finally speaks, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, why didn't I do this before? Like it's, God, it's so great just to like uh, tell you what's up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Hide. Yeah, Beth, Beth or Louie, how about for you guys? Do the Psalms trigger like your own stories when you when you read Psalm eighteen or Psalm forty six? Yeah, for for myself, um, uh, I believe it's similar. I mean, to all, to all the Psalms, like it does make me wonder, um, especially to Psalm uh, seventy three. Uh, when the first three verses were written as opposed to 28, um, as they seem so different. Um, but I think with that too, in 46, um, for me, it seems like it's easy for me to look back, um, to look back and remember the, the trials in my life as opposed to the good times. Um, uh, the good times will pop up like, oh, I remember being here, you know, for this or this or that but i think uh they serve as i think this the psalms for me serve as just a perfect way of like creating these um altar songs where like in the old testament after god won a victory they would build an altar and remember mm -hmm. it um and i i feel like it it pushes me back to those those times um i think specifically of uh psalm 46 was so helpful um uh, in 2018, um, going through a m multitude of things for myself um, and and being able to see 
God's faithfulness through it all, even in the midst when uh, I felt all the negatives, like, you know, the, the earth was shaking underneath my feet and everything. Um, but then to look back with hindsight um, and seeing the deliverance and the victory God had made, to look back and be able to see the refrain was even true in that moment, that the Lord of hosts was with me and the God of Jacob was my fortress. The reason I'm here right. today is because of that fortress. Um, so I think it serves as beautiful altar songs for the trials and tribulations of my life that also come out to become songs of victory um, mm -hmm. because uh, the battle was always won uh, as Christ the victor. Um, so it's helpful. Yeah. Pre preach, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what. So true, Louis. Mm. Yeah, I, I, um, seriously, seriously identify with you when you say that uh, the darkness and the dark times um, are almost more real uh, than the happy times. Um, I, I was just thinking of this um, the other week when we had uh, the big thunderstorm, uh, we didn't lose power during the thunderstorm, but a few days later, uh, one of the branches on a nearby tree fell onto, uh, fell onto the power line in, in, in our alley and, and our whole side of the block um, lost power for a couple hours yeah. and, um, and I was fine at first and my kids were like, what's happening? Because this is just not something that happens a lot, <laughs> right? which is weird to me because it happened all the time when I was a kid. But, um, so it's going on until like hour two and I'm just really starting to get irritated. You know, I can't be on the internet and can't, you know, um, I'm just really starting to get irritated and I, I lit a couple candles and I, and I laid down on the floor and I was just like, oh, I'm just so irritated. I know this is a small deal. It hasn't been that long, but I'm just really, just really starting to get frustrated. And um, I, I, I was just really kind of ruminating in that moment on the difficulty of it all. And then the lights came on. And the second the lights came on, I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> and and I totally. I saw I saw in my head I think the hard part about the darkness is when you can't see the end and you don't mm. know when it's going to be over and as soon as it's over you're like oh I'm so glad that was over that was yeah now that I'm out of it oh that wasn't that bad but when I was in it, it's just, it, it's, it's the only thing you can think about. And it's just, it's just all encompassing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to relate that back to the Psalm somehow, but, <laughs> but um, just that life, life comes in seasons and there are those dark times and those valleys Yes, yes. Uh, but they end. And just like the current season, this is 
this is going to end and we will see each other's faces again and we will be able to hug again and we will mm. be able to gather mm -hmm. inside again. Mm. And when we do, I hope we're able to say, oh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe not. Oh, Maybe Beth, not about this. But <laughs> oh, Beth, I love that. Thank you for bringing that all home into our current state right now. Um, it's just really comforting uh, to hear that and to know that yeah. life does go in cycles mm -hmm. and this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. um, just like there's spring, summer, fall, winter, there are seasons mm -hmm. that cycle. And so, you know, we shall also cycle at some point out of this and uh, return to some sort of normalcy. Thank you for I pray that this is ministering to someone mm -hmm. who just feels just in a very dark and low place. We shall, we shall return yet again. Thank you for saying that, Beth. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. And it, you know, it, one of the amazing thing about the, the Psalter is it gives us Psalms that were written, not even on the, the other side, on the light side, but in the midst of darkness, right? Mm -hmm. They can articulate that voice in the moment. Like they're just from every angle and perspective and season of life. Like these are, these are like friends, you know, companions we've been given to carry us through all these ups and downs of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it has been a delight um, to hang out with you guys on zoom uh, <laughs> and uh, to, to reflect on the Psalms together. So thank you, uh, Louie and Beth and Michelle for joining me on this call. Thank you also uh, for listening uh, to this episode of At the Intersection with Boulevard Presbyterian Church. Uh, wherever you do listen to us, we'd appreciate it if you uh, would leave us some feedback and comments. Um, you can also reach out to us at podcast at blvdpres.org uh, with any comments or suggestions for future episodes. Thank you.